In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to episode 82 of the Living the Catholic Faith podcast. My name is Deacon Steve. I'm a permanent deacon in the Diocese of Phoenix. This week we celebrate the 24th Sunday of Ordinary Time. And we hear our readings focused on one topic, and really one topic alone. And that is forgiveness. And we will spend this episode doing a deep dive into that topic. Our topic of the week will be forgiveness. Breaking open the word, we'll talk about forgiveness. Because these readings remind us that we are, as Christians, a people called to forgive. We are called to forgive one another when we injure or hurt one another. We are called to forgive ourselves when we've asked God for forgiveness and he has forgiven us. We too must forgive ourselves for what we have done wrong. And we must be willing to extend that forgiveness, not just to people in our lives that we care about, but people who have truly injured and damaged us. It does not mean being a doormat. It does not mean simply turning the other cheek. What it means is living as Christ lived. If you recall Christ on the cross said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Christ forgave those who persecuted him. We are called to forgive those who persecute or injure us. May we, as faithful Catholic members of his flock, ask the Lord to give us the grace to be a people of mercy and forgiveness and to live the call of forgiveness that Christ has given us when he poured out his life upon the cross. Our topic this week is forgiveness. Now, I just want to talk a little bit about what forgiveness is and what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness does not mean condoning or approving of mistreatment, nor does it mean forgetting or pretending like the wrongdoing never happened. Instead, forgiveness means letting go of the resentment, the anger, the hostility towards someone who treated you unfairly, even when you're justified in having those feelings. Forgiveness is not for the wrongdoer, it's for us. What forgiveness is, a decision to overcome pain that was inflicted by another person, letting go of anger, resentment, shame, and other emotions associated with an injustice, even though they are reasonable feelings, treating the offender with compassion, even though they're not entitled to it. What forgiveness is not. Reconciliation, repairing or returning to a relationship, although it could be. Forgetting the injustice, condoning or excusing the offender's behavior, granting legal mercy to the offender, letting go, but wishing for revenge. My brothers and sisters, we are a forgiven people. God has mercy upon us and forgives us our sins. 
when we follow the call of Jesus to forgive as Christ forgives. There is no number that warrant Christ's forgiveness. It is infinite. May we forgive from our hearts, from our minds, and through Jesus Christ, who forgives us our sins and calls us to do the same. Breaking open the word. Today's gospel is from Matthew 18, 21 to 35, for the 24th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold along with his wife, his children, and all his property in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When the servant left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now, when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It was a church in Munich while I was still speaking in 1947 that I saw him, a balding, heavy-set man in a gray overcoat that I had not seen in two years. When I saw him previously, he was wearing a blue uniform with a visored cap with skull and crossbones on it. Memories of the concentration camp came back with a rush. The huge room with its harsh whites, the pathetic pile of dresses and shoes in the center of the floor. And I could see my sister's frail form ahead of me. Betsy and I had been arrested for concealing Jews in our home during the Nazi occupation of Holland. This man had been a guard at Ravensburg concentration camp where we were sent. And now I found him in front of me, his hand thrust out. A fine message, Fraulein, he said. How good it is to know, as you say, that all our sins are at the bottom of the sea. It was the first time since my release that I had run in to a captor, and my blood seemed to freeze. You mentioned Ravensbrook, he said. I was a guard there. 
But since that time, I've become a Christian. I know that God has forgiven me for the cruel things I did there, but I would like to hear from your lips as well, Fraulein. Again, the hand came out. Will you forgive me? And I stood there and could not. Betsy, my sister, had died in that place. Could he erase her slow, terrible death simply for the asking? It could have been mere seconds that I stood there. His hand stuck out, and I knew what I had to do. I had to do it, for I know that God forgives me, and Jesus says, if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you yours. So I stood there and knew that forgiveness is an act of the will, and I asked, Jesus, help me. I can lift my hand. I can do that much. You supply the feeling. And so woodenly, mechanically, I thrust out my hand to the one outstretched to me. And as I did so, an incredible thing took place. The current started in my shoulder, raced down my arm, sprang into our joined hands. And then this healing warmth seemed to flood my whole being, bringing tears to my eyes. I forgive you, brother, I cried, with all my heart. For a long moment, we grasped each other's hands. The former guard and the former prisoner. I had never known God's love so intently as I did then. Our first reading for the 24th Sunday of Ordinary Time comes from Sirach, and we hear that we are to forgive others as God forgives us. In our gospel, we hear Jesus answering Peter's question, how often must we forgive? And Jesus says 77 times, which is a number meaning infinity. There is no limit to God's willingness to forgive. That, my brothers and sisters, is what he was asking Peter to do as well. And guess what? He's asking us to do the same. The question I think we're called to think about is, do we forgive? Now, first, what is forgiveness? Well, forgiveness does not mean condoning mistreatment, forgetting like it never happened, and all of that. What forgiveness is, is to let go of resentment, anger, and hostility that has been inflicted upon us. It means letting go of those feelings, even though it's reasonable to have them, treating the offender with compassion, even though the person doesn't forgive, may not ask for forgiveness, and is not entitled to it. What forgiveness is not is reconciliation, repairing the relationship, or forgetting it, or condoning the behavior, or granting mercy, or letting go but wishing for revenge. Forgiveness is a choice to free ourselves from the burden of carrying the pain of what others have done to us and of what we have done to others. So do we forgive? Often we do not. We hold grudges. We keep resentments. We keep our anger buried deep inside of us and we become embittered and angry. 
And if we're not careful, we can allow this lack of forgiveness to disrupt our relationships, to create a lack of trust where we don't believe in people anymore, to create in us a disruption of our peace. We cannot find peace because we do not have forgiveness. And because we sometimes don't forgive, because we do not believe the person is worthy of it and is truly not sorry for what he has done. And yet, my brothers and sisters, we are called by Christ to forgive. If we are to forgive, we must choose to do so because God calls us to, because God models perfect forgiveness. Remember Christ on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Christ forgave those who killed him. Are we not God willing to do the same? We must forgive for ourselves so that we can be free from anger, resentment, and pain so we can move on with our lives and not be stuck in the past. We must make that choice of forgiveness to be free, to be free from the slavery of our own pain and resentment. And we must forgive because we have been forgiven, because God is hope and we are to have hope that if we sinners can be forgiven for our sins, we can forgive those who sin against us as well as the sins we may ourselves have committed. My brothers and sisters, our God is truly an amazing one. He died for our sins. He offers us his mercy, and he forgives us. And he is calling us, his disciples, to do the same. So let us look at our lives and ask ourselves, will we forgive those who have injured us? those who haven't asked for forgiveness, those who may not even be sorry for what they've done for us. May we forgive them anyway. And may we forgive ourselves what we have done wrong, knowing that God in the right of reconciliation forgives our sins so that we by God's grace will have the willingness and ability to forgive ourselves. We must, my brothers and sisters, forgive those who trespass against us. For it is what God modeled for us, and we are called to do the same. My brothers and sisters, we come to the end now of episode 82 of Living the Catholic Faith. If you have any feedback about the podcast you wish to share or want some others to be able to share it, please tell friends, family, anybody that you think might be interested in the podcast and ask them to give a listen. And please provide me some feedback from time to time. I can't grow in my ability to do this podcast better without feedback. So please, I really could use some. Let us pray. Lord, help us to be a forgiving people. Help us to know that we are called to live in your image. And as you forgive us, we are called to forgive another. 
We are called to forgive those who have asked our forgiveness, as well as those who are not sorry for hurting us. And we are to let go of our resentments. We let go of them to serve the Lord. And now we pray the prayer of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. All I have and call my own. You've given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. Amen. Now, my brothers and sisters, let us bow our heads to receive God's blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. And may Almighty God bless you all. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Let us go in peace to love and to serve the Lord, to forgive all we can, to extend God's mercy to ourselves and one another as we continue our journey in living the Catholic faith.